Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. We've got Dr. Sia on the line to talk about this very controversial um, letter. And I think it's a very difficult to ha- a difficult conversation to have, but I think it's also one that needs to be had. Dr. Sia, good morning. Good morning, Jumbi. Good morning to the listeners. How are you today? I am wonderful. I had a great Mother's Day. I did get spoiled. And, uh, Lovely. <laughs> I'm ready to take on the week. And you? Yes, mine is also good. Ready to go. That's fantastic. Now, uh, this is a very, very sensitive uh, subject. And I think a lot of people shy away from talking about it. Um, you know, where. You, you, you were talking consensual sex within a marriage because the assumption is he is your husband, therefore you must have sex with him, you know? Yeah. And, and that's part of, those are your KPIs in a marriage, right? Yeah. Uh, you make sure that you look after him in the bedroom. You make sure that you look after him everywhere else as well. And that's what we're talking about. And let me quickly read the letter for those listeners that have just joined us. Um, The letter reads, I never thought I'd ever have the guts to talk about this, but I was triggered by a series I recently watched that addressed consent in romantic relationships. I have been married for five years and I've realized that we don't always have consensual sex, more especially when my husband is intoxicated. I don't drink alcohol at all when he's sober he hears me when I say I don't want to have sex. But the problem starts when he's had a bit too much to drink. He insists on having sex even though I say I don't want to or I'm not feeling well. I end up giving in because he's my husband after all and I must give it to him. But I feel miserable after. Uh, I haven't spoken to him about it because I don't want to come across as being dramatic. Psychologically, this is affecting me because sex must be a two-way street, right? Am I being forced to have sex? How do I deal with this? I haven't been okay thinking that I might have been raped in my marriage. Is that even possible? Is that even possible, Dr. Sia, being raped by your own husband? Yes, yes, definitely, Ntombe. Unfortunately, it is possible. And I've seen it a lot in practice that many women um, only realize this in the therapy session. And it's so traumatic. Because like you said earlier, uh, we live in a patriarchal society, right? Mm. Even when you are getting married, you hear some of the speeches say you must cook well. You must cook well in the bedroom as well. So already I think many women are socialized to believe that it's okay um, to give in to whatever that your husband wants, even if you don't want to. And also what I've noticed in practice is that many women fear that if I don't do this or I don't give him all the sex that he wants, he's going to go outside and, and seek it elsewhere. You know, mm. so I've seen it a lot, and it is something that is uh, is happening and and highly possible and prevalent. Um, other colleagues call it marital rape, oh. but I, I I don't like calling it that because rape is rape. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who is raping you. It could be your father, it could be a husband, it could be a total stranger. Rape is rape. Now, Doctor Sia, rape is a crime in this country. Now, does anonymous 
go and report this to the police? Does Anonymous come to you with the husband so that we can, because uh, the, the, I can imagine this is probably a very teachable moment for a lot of couples as well, because like you said, we've been socialized to, you know, please our husbands and give into their sexual demands when whenever they want, you know. So how does then Anonymous deal, navigate the situation? Does she go to the police because it is rape? She did not consent to it? Or does she come to you and talk about it? It's quite a tricky one, Dombe, because remember Anonymous also mentions that she does give consent, but under challenging circumstances. So she, she probably does say yes or agrees to a certain level. Um, but also we would presume that in such other situations she doesn't even say yes, mm. you know. So it's quite a tricky one, and we already know the conviction rates, right, yeah. and our just justice system in South Africa, how it is when it comes to these cases, you know. So I, I don't know whether it would be a good idea for Anonymous to, to go to the police, but what I do know might help is that Anonymous speaks to, to the husband and also seek therapy for this, and the husband also be involved in these sessions so that the husband can also work through his issues. Mm. Because sometimes also the husband is not really aware, unfortunately, and I've seen it a lot in practice, he's not even aware that he's raping his own wife. Yeah. So now, Dr. Sia, uh, how then do we rectify this? Uh, a, a couple in a, in a, in a relationship right before we have sex should we have the conversation of do you want to have sex is this something that must happen all the time where both parties vocalize the fact that yes i want to have sex um and it's not like whether i read your body language or i i i'm i'm reading between the lines so is it a situation now of 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 me sitting down with my husband and say Okay, Stanbasami, yes, I do want to have sex. Do you want to have sex? And then he says, yes, I want to have sex. Is that how we're going to do it now? <laughs> that's, that's very interesting how you put it, Dombi, because it's something that I've been grappling with professionally for some time. Because it, it's, it's not necessarily like that. Mm. Um, but I think in a situation where Anonymous is at the moment, she doesn't want to. And she is the one who has the responsibility to verbalize that when yeah. she doesn't want to. And the husband is supposed to respect that mm. and not coerce her, mm. you know, because the, the, the issue here is that she doesn't want to and she's, she's refusing to. And that refusal needs to be communicated clearly and effectively. And then the other person is supposed to respect that. So I think the, the issue here in Dombi is, is, the, is the intimacy, the emotional intimacy mm. as well. Because remember when we look at healthy relationships, you know, um, as, as, as psychology would put it, there are seven different types of love, right? Mm. And, and the most um, preferred one is what we call consumed love, which consists of three pillars. It's the intimacy, it's the passion, and it's the commitment. Mm. So for me, out of these three pillars, the issue here is, is, is the intimacy and the passion and also the commitment. But when we look at intimacy, we're looking at not just sexual intimacy, right? We're looking at emotional intimacy. So 
that, that one is also the problem in this relationship because the partner is supposed to feel safe yeah. to speak about whatever it is they want to speak yeah. about and feeling heard and not judged or, or dismissed or ignored. So there's a lot to work through. And I think Anonymous would need to begin by trying to process all this trauma for herself and talking to someone um, she trusts or her therapist and also for the husband to attend therapy as well and for them to also have joint sessions. Because in this matter, unfortunately, I wouldn't recommend that they try and sort it out on their own. Mm. Because remember, there's also an element of, of alcohol misuse, yes. which is a problem and it's a red flag. So all of these are red flags and it's, it's a risk case if I would classify it because there's an issue of rape which is also regarded as an issue of, of domestic violence, which is a, a, a risk mm. case, and also there's an issue of a substance, which is alcohol. Mm. Dr. Sia, we're going to leave it right there. Can you please share your uh, contact details, social media, you name it, because I can imagine someone might be going through something similar and maybe perhaps they want to have a one-on-one uh, consultation with you or maybe they want to even slide in your DMs so that they can explain where they're at emotionally. Where do they get a hold of you? All right. On Twitter, my Twitter handle is at AskDrSia. On Facebook, it's AskDrSia. On Instagram, it's also AskDrSia. My email address is ask at drsia.co.za. You can also Google AskDrSia and all my details will pop up. We're still having the online sessions, the break-free sessions. Mm. You can inquire about that. We're also having the Twitter spaces every first Monday of every month at half past four in the afternoon. Fantastic. And anyone can join those Twitter spaces, right? Yes, definitely. Anyone and everyone is welcome. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Sia. Have yourself a wonderful day. We'll catch up with you again next week, Monday. Radio 2000 Podcast.